Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Welcome in. Happy 2024. Happy Tuesday. Remember when we used to have to worry about writing the old year on checks? Yeah. <laughs> we were always worried about writing the wrong year on the first check we wrote. It's been a while, yeah. It has, yeah. Um, so did everybody live it up? Did you guys all go out and like... Wow. I, the I town wondered, and stuff? What, what just happened to Elton John? He changed keys right in the middle of the song. That was weird. Uh, no, we stayed home and just as we had planned on doing. Um, and, and it was a yeah, relatively quiet New Year's Eve. Uh, had a good time and then went to bed. The dogs, Colin, you went out. The dogs, of course, freaked out because of the fireworks. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Well, we'll come back to that here in a second. Because yeah. um, there was a lot of stuff on TikTok about the ways that, like the rooms that people built for their animals. <laughs> to deal with that i wish we had the yeah. ability yeah colin did you go out were you were you hitting the town you're the one I'm i, counting on I did not so i well i did go out i met up with uh some high school buddies that i've known probably since first grade third grade at this point wow we've been getting together ever since we graduated so this was year five i think that we've done new year's together but it's it's tough because a few of us live here in kansas city one of them lives up in Iowa with his fiance. A few of them live in Wichita. We're all kind of spread out. So we kind of made a pact when we graduated and said, hey, New Year's is the day that we're all going to get together, catch up, you know, get to see each other. So that was that was a good time seeing Tristan and, and all the other boys. So Good deal. But, good. You, but you cool. just stayed in somewhere? Oh, yeah, just everybody kind of lived it up? We went to my buddy's place, uh, one of our other uh, friends' places, and we all got together and uh, played some games, had some drinks, popped the champagne when uh, – when the ball dropped it, it was it was a good time. I don't think there's a collective group of people that can make me laugh as hard <laughs> as as a collective unit. Yeah. I think it was it was a really good time getting to see everybody. Good, good deal. That's awesome. Good for you. Um, I so the fever and sickness that I worked through at the end of last week finally knocked me in bed all weekend. <clears throat> I'm still getting rid of it a little bit. I didn't leave bed. I mean, I did. I did not leave my house from Saturday morning one time between Saturday morning and this morning. I went out and got food Saturday night. I watched so many documentaries. I had to text Dana Wright last night and say, I am out of stuff. <laughs> well, she I'm, is definitely the one to check with. Yeah, I just did. I just did one after another. I suffered through all what felt like 95 parts of the one about Uber about the Uber CEO and his rise and fall. Yeah, you said it was moving very slowly. Did it ever pick up? Uh, it just It's just a little weird. Um, I and This was Netflix, right? Most of them were on Netflix. About, about Travis Kalanick. Here's what I feel like. Is every um, documentary about the CEO of a company like that framed after the social network, are they all like the guy that stole an idea in college and then made it his own okay. and then became a total jerk? Like, is that because that feels like that that feels like this story also, except it was in seven or eight parts. They were all very long. Um, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Travis Kalanick. He's great. 
but he doesn't save it. But I was curious enough about the story and there was nothing else. So I finished all eight parts at like 11 o'clock last night. It's interesting, just not incredibly well done. Okay. Um, I watched the one on Three Mile Island. That was interesting. I did the um, Aaron Hernandez, the mo Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. I rewatched the one on Challenger. And there was one other one that I'm not. There was one other multi-part that I'm not remembering. So was that the, was my exciting weekend. Was the Challenger the, the Challenger one was a documentary, right? That was just yeah. straight documentary, like no actors in it. It's just the story of what happened. It was it the one with the two guys from Morton Thiokol who were desperately yes. trying to stop the thing. Yeah, I've seen that, and it's incredibly well done. I had watched it a couple of years ago, but I really liked it. It's just yeah, if you've never seen it, it's it is incredibly well done. The other one I watched was Captain Phillips. Um, where Tom Hanks, that's also, that's also a true story. I'm the captain uh, now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That one. So it's based on, um, I can't remember exactly when this happened, but it was, um, a container ship that was going from Oman to Kenya and was hijacked, was, was hit by pirates, hijackers out of Somalia. And it's, it's all about that real experience of that ship being taken over. And, and that was really good. That might have been the best one I watched and all that, weekend. That scene, by the way, if I remember right, was ad-libbed. That whole, look at me. I'm the You're captain. absolutely that, right. That was not part of the script. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, so if you don't know this about Minneapolis, Minneapolis and Minnesota, but particularly Minneapolis, has the largest concentration of native Somalis in the country. And so that's where they went to cast those roles was they went to Minneapolis and did a casting call. And yeah, the guy that plays the head hijacker dude, Muse, M-U-S-E, I think mm -hmm. is, is his name. Yeah, there's a lot written about how there were some of those lines that he just did on the fly. And in fact, he and Tom Hanks were kept apart until that scene so that there was tension, natural tension. And Tom Hanks said to him afterward, so you're from Minneapolis, huh? <laughs> like he just did incredibly. Just, yeah. And after that movie, he went back to Minneapolis and worked in a cell phone store. <laughs> sure. Like it just, he just went back to his normal life. So yeah. Cause he was not, he was not an actor. I mean, he was just some guy. Um, yeah. It's just incredible how that chemistry kind of worked out. So not only do you have him ad-libbing that scene, you have Tom Hanks who has to be there with him. You know what I mean? They, they've, right. they've got to figure out a way to go off script and still come to the conclusion of the scene. The other really interesting thing about that is that it's the Navy. I cannot think of the names now of like the titles of the people, but the medical people in the Navy that have to take care of Captain Phillips after he's, I'm going to ruin it for you, after he's rescued. Um, <laughs> those were real Navy members and they weren't given extra, extra pay. They just got their regular Navy pay for doing their real jobs, but on that set. And that part also wasn't scripted. The scene where he is in shock and being looked at for the first time. Yeah. She just did her normal. And she said that it was Tom Hanks and she lost her train of thought the first time because you're just supposed to be asking him the normal questions and it's Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah. So how so. do you do that? <laughs> yeah. I that that must be the hardest part of being like an up and coming actor is when you end up getting into like a law and order or something like that. And then all of yeah. a sudden you're there with like, well, not Sam Waterston anymore. But but at the time, you know, it's like you've got all these people around you that you thought were your friends because you see them on TV every day. Exactly. Some of you are texting and others feel free. This is the time of year where it's cold and you don't go out as much. So and I'm a geek about the documentary stuff, so feel free to text those in. Did anybody watch any of the New Year's Eve coverage on any of the networks? 
Oh yeah. Um, okay. What 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 stands out? Uh, we I mean we were kind of in and out because there were a couple of sporting events going on, so we were kind of checking back in and and seeing you know what's what goes on. We did catch the bit that seems to be the viral thing that came out of New Year's Eve with uh, AC squared uh, when, when they did their bit with was it John <laughs> Mayer? Think about that for a second. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Cooper and Andy Cohen. And Andy Cohen. Yes. Um. When, yeah. When they did their their bit and. Uh, they brought in John Mayer, who was in Tokyo, Japan, at a cat bar. And for some reason, Anderson Cooper thought that was the funniest thing that ever happened in the history of mankind and did that 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 high-pitched giggle that he always does when he completely loses it. So you've got cats crawling over all over John Mayer, Andy Cohen <laughs> and trying to ask him questions in the middle of it, and Anderson Cooper totally useless. Do we have any audio? Colin, I know we. there's a lot of it out there. He's working on it. He'll get it here in a second. Yeah, if you missed that, I don't. I assume John Mayer was on tour yeah. in Tokyo and was already supposed to be there. And it really, you just have to see the video too. We'll, we'll play the audio here in a second. But John Mayer's just sitting at a bar, just a regular bar. And there are cats fighting behind him. Yeah. Crawling around him. He's feeding them treats. <laughs> they're, they're just kind of yeah. hanging out. Well, at yeah. one point, one of them shows their butt to the TV. Of course. That was really funny. Um, and, yeah, and and John Mayer does really good keeping a straight face. Yeah, well, well, the, and the treats that he was giving the cats were in like a toothpaste tube, yeah. so it wasn't even like I mean, we think of like the little uh, temptations treats, the little crunchy things. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was like it was like a paste that he yeah. squeezed out of the tube, and the cat's like licking it off of his finger, and then another one comes over and just starts grabbing the tube away from him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's mine now. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. It was great TV. I, I saw it the next day. It was great TV. Okay, we've got some audio here so you can hear it. Talk to me about this bar. You are you're in the bar and there are cats everywhere. Yes. They are licking each other. There are cats. There I mean yes. Yes, this is a and yeah. This is a place you can come, enjoy a drink or two, and uh, talk to cats. It's a cat and bar. I mean, I don't John, know how much more clear I can be about the objective of this place. It's, yeah, and Anderson Cooper has a very distinct <laughs> giggle. And that's all the, he did through that entire yeah. segment. How how far into the evening, let me rephrase, how far into the liquor of the evening was this particular segment? Yeah, well, they, they started early, and that was kind of a big, okay. uh, I don't know about a controversy, but that was something that Andy Cohen very early on said, so are we going to get to drink again? Because, I mean, they've changed news bosses over the last tw uh, 12 months. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he brought out tequila, and he and Anderson were doing shots. That was not that far into it, though. I think that was maybe an hour, hour and a half in. Okay. So the it, by, I mean, who knows what they were doing during the breaks, but uh, by their own count, they would have only been about two drinks in. I, so I didn't, so that that's just Anderson Cooper being yeah. himself. That's not alcohol driven. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's like eight minutes of video. If you, if you Google it, if you want to see it on YouTube, it really is. It really is funny just to see the cats just kind of roaming around John Mayer as he's just sitting there <laughs> yes. being live on the air. Uh, CBS did New Year's Eve live Nashville which I didn't check out. That's new, right? They don't normally do that from Nashville. I haven't seen it before, so I'm okay. assuming that that was a new thing for this year, yeah. I thought okay. it was good. So that's the one that we watched was the okay. Nashville one. I thought it was good. Uh, Leonard Skinner played. That was fantastic. And they panned to the crowd to show the reaction shots. I don't think anybody knew who they were, which is very, <laughs> very sad. Oh, man. It was, well. it was a very young, driven... Yeah. Nashville crowd. And there were some people that were singing along. They played Freebird. It was fantastic. But the crowd 
was not getting into it. At the same time, though, I mean, most of Leonard Skinner died in the 1970s, so it's like they had the original sound and yeah. light guy or something. And the, so. the ones that are still around, they didn't move very much. It was yeah. kind of like a Ringo Starr type thing where he's just kind of standing there. He's not doing much, and, you know, they sounded great, but the energy was not, not as high as it could have been. Gotcha. Okay, um, so the only reason I knew Blake Shelton was even going to be a part of this is because I caught the little bit of celebrity news. He is married to Gwen Stefani. She was going to be performing live in Las Vegas. There was some, there was news that they weren't going to be together. She was she'd been asked to perform in Las Vegas, and he was going to be a he was going to perform at the Nashville show, TMZ, which had a busy weekend that we'll talk more about coming up here in a second. Apparently said that the Blake Shelton performance was recorded, yes, pre taped. Yeah, was it obvious? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know because I didn't see it. Did you know that Blake Shelton wasn't really there? Oh, you, you didn't see it either? No, I, I okay. we didn't catch that part, no. Um, but yeah, he, he did a gig in Oklahoma, and it was the gig started like five minutes after that segment aired on CBS, quote-unquote, live from Nashville. Uh, so it was pretty clear that, yeah, that was a pre-recorded bit. And people seem to be really upset about this. Yep. Yeah, especially... That's not new, is it? Uh, no, not really. To have a pre-recorded performance but I think for New Year's Eve? It, I don't know if they said... And I think you're supposed to. I, uh, now, there's a couple of different things you can do, because normally if you're in live coverage like that, there will be a live bug somewhere on the screen, usually right. down in the bottom right-hand corner. There's just that little thing that says live or sometimes in one of the top corners. But so if, if you're in the middle of it and you switch to a pre-recorded segment, what you're supposed to do is just shut that off. You don't necessarily have okay. to say, let's go to tape of Blake Shelton singing a right. song. If, as long as you don't announce that it's live then you're kind of covered, but I don't think they went out of their way. Okay. If you have thoughts on any of the coverage from the weekend, feel free. 913-586-7798. And phone lines are ringing, so we can certainly get to that. If you saw it, if you watched the one in Nashville um, and, and had thoughts on it, a few of you did and you were not impressed by it. So, okay, I think Ashley uh, saw the Blake Shelton performance. And here she is. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys. Yeah, you could tell Blake Shelton was not live because, like, when Thomas Rhett was performing, it would say in big gold letters, live on the side. But when, like, Brothers Osborne were performing, they weren't live. And they would say, like, let's go to the stage because they didn't know where they were going, exactly which place they were going to. You could tell that those were pre-recorded versus the live stuff. L. King should not have drank so much. She could not even sing one of her own songs. Oh, wow. That's what a couple people on the text line said, too, that she was really drunk. She, she, was, she sang the duet that her and Miranda Lambert do, uh, Drunk and Don't Want to Go Home, which is a great song. A lot of fun. You could not understand a word she was saying, and that was at, like, 10 o'clock. At least she picked the right wow. song. So, yeah, oh, yeah, and she said, even at the beginning, I live what I sing. Uh -huh. But, you know, you're a professional, honey. You should have waited until the cameras were off you. Because it was uh, it was reminiscent of Guns N' Roses at the Grammys or the MTV Awards uh -oh. back in Ouch. the 90s. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's rough. Bad. All right, thanks, Ashley. Bye, guys. Appreciate the recap. Thanks, Ashley. Happy New Year. Uh, if you want to get in, 913-586-7798. Uh, TMZ, we were wondering before we went to the weekend – how much coverage Gypsy Rose Blanchard was going to get over the weekend. And I was so irritated about this that I kept <laughs> tweeting at TMZ about it. Uh, we'll talk more about that coming up on KMBZ. Happy New Year.
It seems as though the Nashville party on CBS maybe didn't go as well as, as a lot of people expected or hoped. Those of you that watched it were not incredibly impressed by it. Uh, if you did, and we'll go to calls here, what did you watch? We're still talking about uh, John Mayer and the cats off the air. <laughs> yes. We're, we're still laughing about it. I'm just listening to Dickie Betts do his thing, and we'll go to Jacob in Platte City and see what he's got for us. Hello, Jacob. Oh, what's up, John? Um, so, so I didn't watch any of it, but I wanted, since you guys were talking about people not knowing who Leonard Skinner was and Freebird was, because that was the best, one of the best uh, guitar parts of a song ever. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a guy, I shared it to the group there. I shared it again so you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about when you get a chance. But there's a guy on TikTok that does um, steel guitar covers of different songs. And he did one uh, over the weekend of Freebird and did, did the opening part and then did the best part of the song. And there was multiple comments on there of people who did not know what that song was, <laughs> which further proves my point that we as a generation or we as a species have peaked in the late 90s. Yeah, we've I, we've talked about this. Jacob, thanks. We've talked about this before. Uh, in fact, Scott Parks and I got into talking about this late last week about the fact that in our estimation, we've done a horrible job introducing our kids to our stuff the way that our parents introduced us to theirs. Yeah. And I don't know how um, how we fix it. I don't know how we. I mean, I just listen because it was just always playing in our house. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff my parents listened to was just always playing in the house. Right. Yeah. Well, and see, so, I got lucky because I had a very hip dad who would listen to things like The Who and The Rolling Stones and Bob Marley and The Grateful Dead and all of that. So, I mean, that's what I grew up listening to, even though it was recorded a lot of it 20 years before I was born, because it was just great music. I tried to do the same with my kids, and they still follow a lot of my stuff. But, I mean, that's not at the expense of their own. It can be done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for getting in. Um, we have, as I try to <laughs> dramatic pause here. Um, <laughs> actually, let's talk about Gypsy Rose, and then we'll move on to the stuff from Japan here sure. in a minute. So you asked before we went to the, uh, the weekend, how much did I think Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who I think is being treated too much like a celebrity and not enough like a convicted felon, how much the media was going to continue to cover her over the weekend now that she wasn't going to be at the Chiefs game or meet Taylor Swift? I don't even remember what I said. Did I think it was going to die out like like New Year's Day, maybe? Yeah, yeah, right okay. after the weekend that it was going to just start petering out after that. Let me just tell you, um, I didn't even pay a ton of attention to the news cycle. Like I wasn't I wasn't looking for it mm -hmm. over the weekend. I know absolutely every step she took this weekend. I know <laughs> that she went to Burger King. I know the job offer that she has gotten. I know that Missouri said you have to get out, that that's why she couldn't go to the Chiefs game because Missouri said you have to go, you have to go to Louisiana and go go back home. I know that she was in an Airbnb in Kansas City that first night and partied up with friends. Uh, what else? There was one other story where I thought, why is this news? Well, yeah, it, and the, the strangest part of that to me was what you said, I think, second last, the fact that she was in Louisiana at that Burger King because the state of Missouri said, get out. Normally, when you leave prison, if you're on probation or parole, I guess it would be for, for any length of time, and I don't know that she is. Is she on parole or was she just released because it was over? I don't know. Because if you're on parole, normally they don't let you leave this state. 
You know what I mean? Um, they want you hanging around so that they can keep an eye on you. But if she's just released, that is kind of an odd thing for them to say on your way out of prison. By the way, I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. So I all I remember is that she got special permission to move to Louisiana. Okay, that may be it. So she is on and parole. So, but they So if they were going to transfer custody to the state of Louisiana and their parole board, then they would tell her, yeah, you can't stay in the state of Missouri because you have to be down there. She did her first TikTok video. I mean, it just, <laughs> I was just so, say what? Uh, just, uh, oh, just no, gonna, I, I have the audio. As soon as she it? gets out of prison. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. Hey, everyone. This is Gypsy. I'm finally free. Um, I just want to send a quick video to thank everyone for the massive amount of support that I've been getting on social media. Um, everyone has been really, really nice um, and supportive. And I really appreciate that. Um, it's nice to be home. I'm back home in Louisiana, enjoying a beautiful day outside. And um, I've got a lot of great things happening really soon. I've got my documentary series coming out, The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, I just put out an ebook that I'm super proud of. Um, it's not a rehashing of everything that happened it's more of my reflection of everything that i've learned um, okay I've, I've heard enough <laughs> yeah. um, it's just does, her promoting everything yeah why does tmz think like it'd be one thing here in missouri which i don't get either why does tmz think there is a national audience for every little update about her I don't know. I mean, they, they're very good at being able to track exactly what's driving traffic on their website yeah. and then just shovel more of it at you. So I think what happened was the parole happened. A bunch of people went, oh, that's the girl from that movie I watched last year and followed it like crazy for the first 15 minutes. So they just said, OK, we'll keep going. Anything you get, any little piece of information, immediately throw it up online. And they not only did they do a fairly decent job at that. They were also, because of that, they were really the only ones. They were the only outlet for that kind of information. Yes, which should also tell you something. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, I, I don't know. I have no idea now when it's going to die down. I, I thought it would have happened already. So, all right, we'll take a break. Coming up, we'll switch gears. Uh, there is a Cinemark Theater uh, in Johnson County. It's going to be doing some remodeling and shifting gears a little bit. We'll talk about this coming up here in KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Uh, as I go scroll for half a second, whoever was mad at the other one of Hollow Notes, didn't he drop his suit last week? 
I didn't see it. If he did, I, I remember seeing news of the suit, uh, but <laughs> we'll have to check. I, you you must have you must have gotten <laughs> ahead of me. Stuff yeah. up before I just mentioned it. I, I'm almost certain I saw. I can't remember which one was going after the other because it happened while I was gone. Daryl Hall was yeah, we, suing we were, John Oates. John yeah. and I were just talking about that. Yeah, off the air. Trying yeah, to figure it out ourselves. I, yeah. I, I don't oh. whole situation. I don't see anything. Yeah, the the news broke about the lawsuit about a month ago, but I don't see anything new mm. about him dropping the suit. Hold on. I, my fingers were not go fast enough. Okay. Because um, I thought I saw that he, yeah, he dropped it. Um, okay. I can't find what I saw. So John Oates declared he's moved on from Daryl Hall and Hall and Oates' court. Okay. Maybe that's what I saw was him saying that he's going to let it go despite the court battle going on. He's just over it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I was, I was telling focused. Colin, I mean, you know, we, we have, we do have a bit of a history. I could uh, put in the request. I don't think he'll probably be able to say anything about ongoing litigation though. Yeah. One would think. Okay. <laughs> Cinemark uh, in Miriam uh, is asking for permission and considering renovating the theater. This is pretty close to the radio station. This is uh, Miriam town center. It's a 20 screen theater. And I've been like, that seems to be probably where I've gone to see more movies than anywhere in Kansas City. They're looking at kind of renovating that setup there to do some different things. Yeah, I, it's it's a fascinating idea. And I, I wonder how successful this is going to be. But we've talked before about the fact that theaters have been trying like crazy to get people to come back and sit in seats in a movie theater. You know, they're, they're cleaner than they used to be. The seats are bigger than they used to be. The theaters themselves tend to be a little bit smaller, and they had gone to this model of the super mega multiplex, just like this one. I mean, the Cinemark is 20 screens at present, uh, and the one that we usually go to is the AMC in Olathe, and that one's got to be, what, 30 screens, something close to it? I mean, it's just vast, so you can put a zillion different movies up. The problem is that Hollywood isn't helping them much. <laughs> we'll, we'll go over some of the new releases yeah. come January uh, here in just a little while, and, and it's been a model that just can't seem to find its way. So what they want to do at Cinemark is they want to cut it from 20 screens down to 10 and then use the extra area to make it a a multiple venue entertainment arena where there's going to be an arcade and bowling and all kinds of other things so that the movie theaters can do what they've never been able to do up till now, which is keep you there before and after the movie. The other part of this that I think is interesting, and if you're more of a gamer than we are, I would love to talk to you more because one of the things that they want to do is allow gamers then to be able to rent out theaters. That's one of the things they'd said in the past yep. is less movie viewing, let gamers rent out the entire theater for gaming to play games and, and have parties there or whatever. But the idea that you could use that whole theater and the whole screen for that. So would this work? And I'm, I'm looking at it from a money standpoint do they stand to make a lot more money this way i tell you what i think they can do that will make it work if they can figure out a way to turn it into and i'm trying to remember what the the name of the big gaming competition where they they, they do it inside an arena where you've got famous gamers from all over the world it happens every year um we had talked about one of the big ones two or three years ago but there are these massive like esports events and things like that that go mm -hmm. on and if they can do that same kind of thing by turning it into a gaming uh, venue so that you can have an entire movie screen that's showing something like that and then bring in some of those top names, it's not my thing, 
but it's a big enough thing that if you brought in, and I don't, I don't even know what the names are, but if you brought in one of the big names in esports, put him in that theater and filled that theater up with people watching him do what he does live in the same room, yeah, that would be absolutely massive. You're right. I don't get why that's entertaining to watch either. <laughs> no, but people do. But I people mean, do. That's what Twitch. Yeah. That's how Twitch got popular yeah. is by people watching other people play video games. I never thought it would be fun to watch other people play with toys either, but we do that too. So <laughs> Unboxing videos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what would that work? Um, if it works, then other theater chains are going to look at it the same way, especially as you mentioned. Um, I said on Friday, I said, I expect every movie now to just be available online yeah. instead of having to go into a theater and watch it. You were not happy with the slate of movies that are coming out oh, this year? no. So if you're going to go to the theater less and they have these massive buildings, what can they do with these massive buildings to make money? Yeah. And the thing is, they know they've got me as far as mm -hmm. going to the movies goes. They, they know that I'm in, that I'll go to the theater. I like the experience, but they're not interested in me. They're interested in Colin. They want right. him in there. You know, they want somebody who's 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, all the way up to, to Colin's age and a little bit older. They want them there because they know... If they can bring them in and have them there all day, you know, after they're finished watching their e-sport event or whatever it is, have them walk over to the bowling alley or the arcade and spend more money there while they're buying expensive stuff at the uh, at the uh, concession stand, then they stand to make, I mean, how much money can you make in a day off of one person? A couple hundred bucks? So here's the other thing I wonder about is for what occasions are you gathering together in groups for activities. And the thing that comes to mind, I went to a holiday party not that long ago at Chicken and Pickle, the one in Overland Park. Yeah. And it was a Monday night at like 4.30 p.m. And the place was busy. I, I mean, they should open up a Chicken and Pickle on every other corner because it's, <laughs> and it, it was too cold out to play to play pickleball. It was just fun play. And it was, by the time I left at seven o'clock, it was packed. On a Monday night, you couldn't get in there. It, can we, what is it that's special about chicken and pickle that we can put into other buildings as well? Yeah. Uh, and there, I, there's a place that I've mentioned before over in the St. Louis area uh, called Westport Social. And they have, I mean, everything. Yes, it's a bar and grill and the food is, is pretty decent. Uh, I mean, as far as pub food goes, but that's not why people go there. They go there because they've got these big wooden, like the Papa Shot machines but they're giant and it's actual basketball court size. So you can, you know, you can play in there. It's this big cavernous space and they've got karaoke and they've got, you know, all kinds of different gaming tables and billiards tables and things like that. And it seems like the more options you give big groups of people, I mean, think about you know, Colin talking about him and his buddy spending New Year's Eve together and drag that group into a place like that where they can spend the day having a couple of beers and then, you know, if, if five of them want to play pop a shot and another two of them want to play ping pong or pickleball or whatever, and you've got courts inside, man, I'd print money. Just print it. Yeah, a couple of you are, um, are talking more about, like, the multiplayer video game events that you're seeing it happen more. Somebody said the Overland Park Convention Center does that and rents out sections for video game events. Okay, I mean, yeah. isn't it Park Hill that's got like a really big esports program at uh, Park Hill University? Because we've talked to him about it. Sure. Okay. I mean, this isn't what they're talking about in their plan. They seem to be, although they've they've talked about these gamescape options, 
which sounds like just everything. Yeah. Arcade, bar, restaurant, bowling alley. Laser tag, which I didn't think people played anymore. I thought that was more of <laughs> yeah. like when we were in when we were kids and when we were in college, but that's cool. Um, yeah, what are people what are people playing? What are they doing that you could draw them in? Yeah, the big the big communal experiences. And the thing is, I love it because it actually gets people together face to face. That it's not five people playing the same game in five different right. locations who've never seen each other in person. If you can make you know, bring the social aspect back into something like that by drawing them in with what they already like to do, then you right. win. So the idea of this is fantastic. And I think we're correct with the age demographic. I think it's tough for someone my age where I'm point being long. I'm, I'm not going to ramble. So the point that I'm trying to make here is I'm wondering what the cost is going to be because to get in. To get in and play all these games and have these events and rent out the space, I don't have money to rent out an entire theater for two hours and then go play a bunch of more games and do a bunch of other stuff. I'm wondering if this is going to be high school kids' birthday party that the parents pay for because they have the money to do it. Sure. So that's, that's what I'm battling in my head is what is this going to cost and who are you actually going to be bringing in to, to host and, and enjoy these events? Colin, let me ask you this. Um you we've talked about that you are in quite a few weddings coming up yeah what about like a bachelor party oh, i'm trying to think of an event where you could not that you should pay to go to a bachelor party but like an event where you would kick in 50 bucks or 25 bucks toward a total where a group of guys would get together for an afternoon yeah that seems like the most logical option for that yeah and if you if can, you have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you can get into that gamescape area for that, if if it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go into a theater, if you're just going to go into the other half of it where the bowling and the arcade and all of the rest of it is, then you could do that on an individual basis easily and probably for about that $25 mark. Phone lines are ringing. Feel free to get in here. What, uh, and, and we can talk, maybe John can get out the list of, of the movies that are coming out, and that might make you think more about wanting to go in and not use it as a theater yeah. if it's not anything great. Again, I feel like we're still streaming stuff, that it's just stuff that we're we're finding online anyway if you don't want to go into a, into a theater there. Uh, feel free to get in, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Cinemark in Miriam over there on West 55th Street considering plans to take out some of its, well, leave the theaters, convert a bunch of its theaters to family entertainment spaces, focusing on gaming, it seems. Yeah, and if you think this is uh, something that you would be interested in, what do you want to have there that would bring you and maybe four or five friends in to just go have a day at the theater or at this multiple entertainment complex and maybe catch a movie while you're there or maybe see a special event or something along those lines. And we'll go to John, who's in Minneapolis and has something to share. Hey, John. Hey, uh, happy new year to both of you. Back to you. Uh, you too. Um, I also, before I, I've got a couple points about the whole, basically what you're talking about is a land party, it sounds like. But I want to thank you guys, not only for today, but a couple days before Christmas. Um, I went up to Two Harbors, Minnesota to visit family for the holidays and you guys and Dana and Parks keep me occupied during a nine hour, usually very boring drive. Awesome, so, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, so my thing is about the Cinemark is I think it would work. I'm older now, but when I was going to KU, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a place called the Granada. It used to be a theater and they would have 
uh, dance music and stuff on the weekends. But during the day, during the week, uh, me and a bunch of friends were buddies with the, one of the DJs. So he would show up four hours early before his set, and we would hook up our consoles to the movie screen. Yeah. To his equipment and the DJ booth, and we would play, you know, whatever. And the bar was usually open up front, and people would come in and watch that stuff just because it was something to do. And it worked well. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like an official thing or anything, but I think the, the Cinemark thing would work, but my idea would be not only have, like, the eSports, that they could get, like, a major tournament or something to get in there, but bring those Twitch streamers and the YouTube people and have them come broadcast live yes. from there. I don't understand the whole thing with watching. I mean, I've done it a few <laughs> times, but watching people play other games that doesn't really... But these people have up to a million subscribers to want to watch somebody else play a video game. Is bring those people in, and I bet people from the area would come down there just to see the person live playing yeah. video games. Yeah, online. exactly. I mean, well, and, and if you do that, you could go the next step with it, too, and beam that to other Cinemark theaters, where even though they wouldn't go to get to go see it live, they would be watching live along with the audience that's here in town. Yeah, I agree. I, I I guess the only thing I have a problem with is there used to be like a really big monthly land party in Kansas City that's long gone defunct because everything's online now. Yeah. You know, you can play 64 players in 10 seconds, but they would have 200, 300 people would show up to this thing each month, and it would go the entire weekend. Like, you could literally go Friday night and stay till Sunday afternoon yeah. if you wanted to. And their people did. They live off Mountain Dew and stuff. <laughs> but I think because it's moved mostly online, I think that would be the big obstacle. So I think just having a LAN party, but having some sort of, quote, gaming celebrity there would really, mm -hmm. that might pull it off. But, boy, that's a... A risk to take, but it sounds like they're going all in. So yeah, that would be my take. All right, but thank you, John. Love thank it. you. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's exactly what we were saying. Is that you know, if you, if you can do something like that and give people the opportunity to see something that they would see nowhere else, you're going to get those niche. And, and all you have to do is fill up a theater. I mean, if you fill right. fifty seats in a theater, you win. Yeah, Colin just pointed out. Think about how fast when the Kelsey brothers did their podcast live oh. and recorded it. How fast that sold out. And that's another thing that's come in on the text line a couple of times is sporting events, uh, where if you have you know a big game, if uh, I mean it oh, takes yeah. it takes a little to work out the rights on things like that, but it's been done before, where you fill a theater full of people who are there to watch a football game or a hockey game or a basketball game or whatever on the big screen, and yeah, I I can remember doing that. It's been a while. Uh, probably 1988 was the last time that I, I went to one of those things inside a theater, but it was a blast. I mean, it was just so much fun. I think about how often Power and Light does that. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do at Power and Light. They have that big screen, and if there's a big football game or basketball game and there's interest, they'll show it on that screen. And I don't know if I don't think they charge cover, but you're paying enough around those bars anyway, and they show it outside. Yep. 
And, and it's a hit. And if you know if it's on local broadcast television, well, that makes it a little bit different too, because people could just stay home and watch it, or right. you could show it uh, on a on a big giant screen like that. And I mean, compare that to what things were like in 1988. And we're talking about the resolution being unbelievable. You know, yeah. it would look a whole lot better, and it also wouldn't be you know have the sides chopped off because of the ratio of the old TV sets. So yeah, yeah uh, that would be. Just another way to every so often do something interesting and bring people in for something they wouldn't have normally gone to. Definitely. We'll wait and see. Um, it's still under consideration. they got to work some stuff out, but we'll see where they end up going with that. Um, we have a couple stories here while we have a few minutes to talk about out of Japan from the weekend. Um, and also one from Maui if we have time. If not, we'll get to it a little bit later. I was just watching again the video um, out of Tokyo when a Coast Guard airplane collided with a Japan Airlines jetliner. And it's it happens at night. And if you have not seen the video of this fire, all five Coast, Bar, five Coast, Bar, Coast Guard members on that plane uh, died yeah. when that happened. Uh, there were just injuries on the other plane, but wow. And I mean, just the, the entire plane was ablaze. I saw some of the pictures coming out of there this morning and a little bit of video as well. It wasn't much. It was a three or four second clip of just a plane on fire. And I guess that's because there really that's all there was to show. Uh, that fire must have spread fairly slowly for them to get everybody off of that plane intact. And I let me um, rephrase what I said. There were six crew on the coast on the Coast Guard plane. Five of the six were killed. OK. I thought it was all five. So this Coast Guard plane was on its way to deliver aid to the area hit by the earthquake over the weekend, mm. which at last count was 48 were killed in that seven and a half um, earthquake that hit. It is just, yeah, John, to your point, I don't know how 379 people on board that Japan Airlines plane escaped without any major injuries because it blew up in flames. Yeah. Uh, I Crazy. mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to overstate. I mean, think about the worst conflagration on a plane you could think of. That's what it looked like. I mean, flames shooting out every window on the plane. So, I mean, good for them. That crew aboard that plane should get some kind of a medal. Um, and we don't know yet what happened. There, there's no explanation yet of how all this happened. What's interesting to me a little bit is that this is a really major airport. Tokyo has two big international it's sort of like new york they have two really big international airports this is one of them it just surprises me that something like that is able to happen at an airport that just has so much control over its traffic right and maybe it was the fact that there's so much chaos post earthquake and this is a flight in that coast guard flight and not that i'm assigning blame at all don't don't, yeah. don't make that leap but uh this is a coast guard plane that would not have been taking off from that airport under normal circumstances like you said correct in the absence of the earthquake they wouldn't have gone anywhere so it may have just been such a, a headache with the added traffic that was there because of all of the the post earthquake response that may have played a part in this. Uh, Japan Airlines plane was attempting to land normally when it collided with the Coast Guard maritime patrol plane that was on the runway and perhaps should not have been there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just waiting to take off. Um, that and the fact that, I mean, that, that earthquake was not the only one. A lot of them on the other side of the Pacific Rim in Southern California, they got hit over and over and over again. Smaller earthquakes, much smaller. The, the kind yeah. that in California, they go, hey, did you feel something? But right. uh, going anywhere between 2.5 and 4.1 on the Richter scale, just in series, one after the other. Did you see the waves coming up on the California coast over yes. the weekend? 
Oh my gosh, boy, they have a lot of trouble. Um, it just seems like over the last couple of years, it had been a, uh, a lot of trouble on Pacific Coast Highway, Route 1 that runs right there. The waves that were just crashing up over the coastline were just crazy to see over the weekend. Yeah, uh, and I mean, there was a, going back into Japan, there was a tsunami warning for a while. Yeah. Uh, that did not happen, thankfully, because you don't need to add insult to injury with something like that. But they were even worried for a bit that aftershocks can also cause a tsunami. So even though they lightened up on the warning, they were like, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can start sleeping on this one yet because there could be aftershocks. Thankfully, up till this point, there have not, there have not been any that have caused a tsunami. 7.5. Yeah. I mean, we said, we did a trivia question on Friday asking what country is the most earthquake prone in the world? And Japan was the answer. Yep. Uh, and then there we so are. The, I guess they, yeah, they, uh, they proved it once again. There's a reason they call it the ring of fire. Absolutely. Uh, well, we have a quick second. Um, there was a shark attack in Maui over the weekend. Um, north coast of Maui happened midday on Hana Highway. Hana Highway is the one that's really, really scenic that's on the right side of Maui. It's on the right half of the island, not where Lahaina is, but the other side. Uh, and there was a 39-year-old guy had been out in the water and uh, shark attacked. And they told him that, that this is the worst part of that story is that there were warnings over and over and over again, including the temporary signs that they put up on the beach saying sharks have been sighted. Go at your own risk. And he decided to go at his own risk. And sure enough, they have not said for sure that it was a tiger shark. But those are right. the ones that normally when you see somebody get hit off the coast of Hawaii, that's what it is. And they're brutal animals. Uh, he is local. He is from that area. So he... And that's what's sad, too. He would have known about those warnings and would have known about um, the kinds of things that would happen there. So super sad. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, coming up, it was the worst year on record when it came to violence in Kansas City last year. Talk more about that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.